some words to say about the response to the Halo Infinite footage. Yeah. So at the Xbox showcase? Is that what their events showcase. are called? Okay. Yeah. So it looks like it plays like Halo 5, which is disappointing because I don't like Halo 5. There was no aim down sights or sprinting in it though. They released another trailer, which I don't know why they didn't show it at that thing that makes it look a lot more like Halo 2. Okay. They show the battle rifle they're dual wielding in it? it? No. But they show the battle rifle, they show the energy sword, complete with the lunge. Yeah. I thought it looked cool. I think it looks like it plays really well. And I like But the, I was into the style. It's clearly a throwback to it's, the Yeah, it's a throwback to Xbox, yeah. the original Xbox graphics for Halo One and Halo Two. Very pulpy, like, you know, design for like sci fi fantasy. It's very yeah. colorful, kind of flat, but and a lot bright, of, and there's a lot of people that are very mad about the way that game looks. Because they don't think it looks next gen enough. But sure. As of recording today, meaning the day we're recording, Digital Foundry released a video basically analyzing the Halo Infinite graphics and like why people think it looks bad. Okay. It looks like it runs well. That stream was in 60 frames. Yeah. Was, it has a lot. Nice. It has a lot to do with ray tracing. Who's that? Mm. And the <laughs> Who's Ray? Who's Ray? What's he tracing? Light and sound. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. But basically, apparently there's there were some similar problems with Metro Exodus because they built that game sort of around ray tracing. And when you build something for ray tracing, so like think about like they bring up The Last of Us 2 a lot. The Last of Us 2 looks incredible and the lighting mm-hmm. in that game is really good. Absolutely. Because the lighting is all baked in and static. And ray tracing is all about doing dynamic lighting and dynamic shadows. Yes. And when you build something for ray tracing, you're obviously building it for dynamic lighting and shadows, so you don't bake in any static lighting and shadows. Yeah. And I mean, it should be said, as far as art design goes, that The Last of Us is going for something, is going for realism. Sure. Much more than Halo. The thing about... That's Halo's, why it sounded mean when I said flat, but it's like it's by it's intentional. Like it, right? But that the whole goal of that is to make it look like an updated version of Halo One. Yeah, as as relevant by the the, the box art that they yes, they and showed, part yeah. of that it has to do with the way the lighting works because that right. that scene was specifically. I don't know what the hell that was going through their heads. They were trying to show off the lighting because it was set at sundown or sunset, so the lighting was coming through the trees. There okay, were a lot of right. shadows. And the problem with ray tracing is when something is standing in a shadow and it has flat textures like that, it looks awful without ray tracing because it's all one static shadow color. Gotcha. Which reveals the flat, like, because there's no light being diffused across the surface of the person's armor or something. That footage is also going to be a little compressed by the nature of watching it on a stream. Compressed and also apparently they came out and said that it was an older build and that... The ray tracing is not fully implemented yet. I mean, you could argue that that is a little bit That's deliberately that their sh- fault. They like, should have maybe... Uh, I'm, I mean, I was a little surprised they led with it because a lot of the narrative around the Series X is that it is the most powerful console uh-huh. uh, of like home platform in comparison to the PS5 specifically. So it's like weird that they would choose to present that game that way Sure. after all this time of actually not seeing it in motion. But Right. Well, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. 
You're never gonna win that. That being battle. said, that game looks fun. Like I, that's all. Yeah. I, that's what I got out well, of that's that. That's what I was. We were talking with our our friend Andrew, who may be listening. I don't know. And one of the things I pointed out was that like you basically have this spectrum of graphics from realistic to cartoony, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, and for whatever reason. The longer Sony as a company goes on, if you take Ratchet and Clank out of the equation, mm-hmm. all those games God of look War, the Naughty very Dog stuff. Yeah. realistic. Spider-Man. They're going for realism. And everything Nintendo makes is just a Saturday morning cartoon that you can play. <laughs> yeah. And like Microsoft is like doing this weird ping-ponging back and forth <laughs> where sometimes they get real cartoony and other times they get real realistic. Mm, but even yeah. games that were started out realistic are slowly getting more cartoony. To They're kind of settling in the middle, this niche in the middle, where it's like we're more interesting and colorful than Sony, but more graphically impressive than Nintendo, like right in the yes. middle. And I think that that and we've, I we've got on record that. before saying that we like we lo- we we really like the artwork of Bungie games. But yeah, it's like there wasn't that. Well, that was that three ba- four three. Well, I know, but it's still you know out of the blueprint is there. Yeah, yeah. But Destiny didn't have that same backlash. You know, it's. That's because Destiny had great lighting because it was all baked in. Oh. I mean, I will say yeah. that... It, it, Meticulously done over fucking six years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> For, but, I mean, that was the most Halo trailer ever. It was. Yeah. And as a Halo fan... I'm super excited. The warthogs and the, the, other, we- the, other, and the weapons the other, and all that. The are other just, online take that I have to... It's I, very I, on the nose. I take issue with is everybody being like, yep, it's more Halo... And I'm like, fuck you, assholes. You're going to sit there and tell me that Nintendo announces Shin Megami Tensei Five, and you're like, fucking A, man, let's go. And then they make the first Halo game that looks good since 2007, and you're going to be like, meh, they should have made it different. Fuck off. Let me have what I like, and you can go play your fucking Japanese game somewhere else. I'm fucking done I mean, with this the, shit. The funny thing is, even if you remove the more recent quote-unquote Halo games out of the equation, they're still hasn't been a new one of those in five years like it, also, it's mention, not as oversaturated reach as, and halo 4 are good they're just not as good as one two and three and yeah. five is atrocious yeah but yes. it, five did some things right just sure a lot of games do some things right <laughs> a lot of games also break my heart they did that campaign real dirty though. that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, because you people and your co-op, they're like, we got to build it <laughs> yes. around four-player oh, co-op. D- yeah, uh, but well, also we're gonna take the split screen out, and then nobody wins. Yeah, but they made sure to not ever do that again because, like, they went back to when, uh-huh. when Gears Four and Five came out. They're like, no, no split screens back, everybody. Yeah. But I mean. I played through all the Halo games co-op. That's the way I want to play them. I played through a lot of them co-op too. I'm just saying they went in the wrong direction with five. With Halo that shit, four but... has f- or Halo three has four people, but it's yeah, not, it's you're not playing with AI teammates when you don't have yes. friends. And it's also it it Which makes the the story that they're telling much more cohesive when they don't need to write it around eight protagonists or whatever the fuck. Also, but... if you're gonna drive your franchise into the fucking dirt, don't keep adding co-op and making it mandatory because I don't have any friends that want to play Halo with me anymore because you ruined that. That's not true. There's two people right here. Yeah, well. <laughs> I wouldn't play that piece of shit game. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating a Slim Jim because that's how I feel about Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying there's a right way to do co-op. None of that dro- drop-in-and-out bullshit. Listen, all I'm saying is that let me have my Halo. <laughs> let Austin have his let Halo. Let me have everyone. my Halo because the joke's going to be on me 
it's going to come out, it's going to be bad, and then I'm going to have a mental breakdown. So, like, <laughs> it, is, it is going to not be good. You know that. No. no... <laughs> Listen, my entire mental fragility right now throughout all this COVID stuff hinges on Halo Infinite being good. Eh, it might be all right. My, my, my hinges right. on, uh, on EA announcing a new burnout. Okay, well, we're both fucked then. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I've been playing Master Chief Collection, Halo 3 BR Snipers on Guardian. Wait, are you planning having a blast? Are you playing on Xbox or PC? Turns out that game is still good. On PC. <gasps> so have I. We gotta play it. Mine's installed. Oh, sure. let's, let's all play Halo. I've been trying to get Party like it's a bunch of our friends to play Halo, and they're like, no, nah, I'm just gonna play, I don't know, what do they play? Some hero shooter battle rail. Animal Crossing. <laughs> we got five. We got we got five or six. We've been playing with. So I'm saying. I'm saying that as somebody gotta play. Gotta gotta plant my trees. <laughs> I, I was gonna say. I'm saying that as somebody. Animal who, Crossing's great. I'm who, sorry. Who, who who's played a lot of Hero Shooters and Battle Royals lately with Warzone and yeah, Warzone's fun. It is fun. But throw that shit in the motherfucking <laughs> trash can because Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is coming. Yeah. The the Doritos told us so. Yeah. Because what do you do? You make a game set in like the early 2000s in the Middle East, and that's not controversial enough. So where do you go? The Cold War. Yeah. That's what, Amer- that's what America needs to revisit right now is the motherfucking Cold War. <laughs> they already did it before. Yeah, but do you really think they're going to get as interesting as the number station shit in the original Black Ops? No, I doubt you're going to be able to play Zork in that game at all. Yeah, it's yeah. bullshit. It's going to be a real bummer. So, it's easy to forget here in 2020 that there used to be a time that when you left your house, you needed multiple devices on your person just to handle all the various electronic-y things that the day demanded. Cell phone, MP3 player, (laughs) camera, GPS, portable breathalyzer, and of course, handheld video games. But juggling that blasted Game Boy Advance with your Motorola Razor was such a hassle, right? The pants may have been baggier back then, and the pocket space was just as much in demand. Well, luckily, the company Nokia is here for you. No longer will you have to decide whether or not to charge your iPod, your DS, or your sidekick through the cigarette lighter of your first car, because the N-Gage is ready to uh, do what it did. (laughs) You telling me that I can play video games on my phone? Yeah! Speaking of video games on your phone, this episode is brought like to you Diablo. by Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> but the infamous taco phone slash real audio and video player slash terrible Red Faction port holder, this thing had it all. The only problem was that all of it sucked. Wait, it's a video game phone and a taco? <laughs> That's everything I need throughout the day. <laughs> so why did this little 2003 wannabe smartphone flop so hard? Fortunately for you guys, I can tell you through because not because only idiots bought it. <laughs> I had to cut you off before you admitted o- that you owned one. <laughs> through not only the obvious, but also through direct experience. Thank you, Austin. <laughs> I think it's come up on here before that I was once a stupid teenager. The question is, how stupid? I was a really smart teenager. Yeah. Every decision that I made from the ages of like eight to <laughs> how old was I when I got out of college? Twenty-one. Yeah. Phenomenal. Everything since then, all downhill. <laughs> Well, that is Austin Blakesley. I'm Randall Beatrice, uh, here with also Chris Anantuano, and uh, we are Hot Button. I didn't get to say yo. Sorry. But Chris said yo. So <laughs> I'll say it again for my you. Phrase, yeah. My phrase is going to be... 
You know what? No, <laughs> let's take this again. Trouble. We okay. should. I was. Yeah. I was watching Sorry, a YouTube show. <laughs> I was watching a YouTube show, and they they had a thing. They would just say something random at the beginning of their show. Like it'd be like, "Here's our show," and it'd be like, "I'm some random sentence," and that's how they would introduce themselves. So my today random sentence is gonna be. Hello, I'm Chris. Uh, do you remember Christoph Waltz's gun from the fucking, uh, the, uh, Green wait, Hornet Yeah, yeah the, wait, the one with the two barrels? <laughs> yeah, you know how dumb that was? I liked that all the other characters in that movie kept making fun of him for it, and he was like, this was very hard to make. <laughs> um, Michael Gondry wrote that movie, that's crazy. Or directed, right? Yeah. yeah. You remember the movie Wild Wild West? <laughs> no, I've never forgotten you know it. that started out as a Superman movie? Yes, that's where the giant spider yep. uh, came from, right? That's my sentence. <laughs> now let's talk about that engage. All right. So uh, what do you guys say we reminisce a bit about mobile phones? I can't rem... Oh, okay. Of the early millennia. Um, I had... So that's what I was going to say. In a different fashion today, we're going to kick our topic off on a couple questions to get things started. Get the blood pumping and the brain neurons firing. I already have an erection. This is <laughs> Taking turns? Yeah. What? I already have a brain boner. <laughs> so I think Austin, you were already uh, you're, you're already about to get into it. But what were both of your histories with the mobile cellular devices? Run me through the timeline of upgrades from those school years. Ooh, okay. I had the old Nokia phone with Snake on it. Hell yeah, for, that's the that will come a very up. Long time. I think it's the three fifty. Yeah, and brick. then I had yeah. like a flip phone thing. Cool. It was like one of those. Remember the Matrix phones where it like slid down and yeah. the number pad was on. Yeah, it? the one from Reloaded. I it always wanted like, it. It was like that, but it flipped out so that the bottom part when it was, did nothing. <laughs> okay. It was a stupid. It phone. was just a plastic yeah. thing. It didn't. All right. It was a piece of shit. Oh, it sounds then, pretty cool to me. And then I had that for a while, and then as a birthday gift, I got a Motorola Razor. What color? It says uh, a lot about your silver. personality. It's like a. I'm an early adopter, dude. <laughs> we'll get there. Silver. Silver. <laughs> yeah. And then I got a Crazer. That one was red. Wait, was there successor to that called the Crazer? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it sounds like the real cell phone expert should be hosting the episode. <laughs> then for a while, my Crazer broke and somebody gave me an old LG chocolate. Yes. And I had one of those for a while. And then I got another Nokia flip phone. I always wanted the chocolate. I never got it. Yeah. That was because that that was branded uh, as be, mostly a music player as well. Like, yes. And then. Wait, what color was your chocolate? It was red. It was a hand-me-down. Okay. I also had a, a red phone. I, I didn't think that was your color. There's a lot of uh, whatever the company will give me for free colors. Oh. I, I mean, I live my life that way now. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, well, not then, for free. But and then. I wish. Most kids in our school, I should say, were getting cars for their 18th and 17th birthdays because that's when you get your license. What color? Uh, homeboy got an iPhone instead, like a dummy. <laughs> you made the right decision. <laughs> so I had the original iPhone. And then and it's by been, right, I mean... And then it's been iPhones ever since. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I'm, I'm also stuck in that family, but how about, how about you, Chris? I like my iPhone. I do. Um, actually, I can't, I have no clue what my original phone was. I just tried to look it up to see if I could see a picture of it. But, like, <laughs> it definitely was, like, classic non-flip, you know, kind of just tanky, old school. Like, I remember, I think it was, like, a hand-me-down for my mom or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, mine was a hand-me-down, too. Then I remember having a flip phone very briefly. I think maybe high, early high school. It was my mother's again. And I remember breaking it in anger on my way home because I was an angsty teen. <laughs> you and showed her. Later. 
year high school, I got a sidekick because I had sex. Yes. So, of okay. course, I had one of those cool I, things. I also had a sidekick. Damn, you guys uh, like already guessed. Is that why I didn't have any sex in high school? Yeah, you didn't have a sidekick, dude. <laughs> it, was it the crazer that did it? it? it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't my personality. The sidekick was exclusively it for people that got laid and drug dealers. Yeah. It was true, not. Tony, yeah, it was not uh, your personality. Tony Hawk had <laughs> one. Yeah. Tony Hawk had one. I know he's straight edge, and That's that dude true. gets laid all the time. He's got <laughs> like five. Apparently, kids. a lot of journalists had sidekicks because they would quickly use that to write stuff down when they were at press sure, events. You would sure. just uh, you would just pop it open, and every man and woman wearing girl jeans in the vicinity <laughs> would just be instantly. Instantly turned on, just to give you a little idea of the people that were around me cool, and my cool. own. <laughs> and then I guess I remember having an iPhone earlier years. I don't. It wasn't the first one, but it was well within the first like couple. Okay. And then I had iPhones for a while. I remember having like that one that was like when they put out the multicolored light green, light blue. Yes, that was the, the C. That was the five C. Yeah, I got yeah. one of them because I thought the blue was so fucking cool. <laughs> what, what are you rocking now? I've... Now I have a Galaxy. S9 Plus. Okay. Not one of the ones that and explode, I, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just like a generation and a half past that. <laughs> it worked out the kinks. <laughs> I think I had an HTC phone for a while. That was like the first non-iPhone or Samsung I've had, and it was really awesome. It, it functioned really well. It was pretty high-end at the time. I had a good job. It lasted me a long time until I dropped it course but <laughs> <laughs> that's cool i mean it began for me on the, the uh an old nokia brick just like ostad mine was passed down from my mom as well similar to chris this was when you pulled out the antenna and all that played some snake i didn't have any friends i just played snake <laughs> <laughs> the best handheld game um mm-hmm. Better i believe than tetris some might say <laughs> not true though the there was a really great version of tetris on the razor Honestly, there's a really great version of Rainbow Six Three on there. Oh, I think I'm gonna say there's a good version of, uh, of Tetris on mobile now. And no, there oh, isn't. Yeah, there is. Yeah, the you can win one. money <laughs> playing it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the end of that not, sentence. Not doing that with a touchscreen. God, it's so much easier that dude. You just swipe this pieces left and right, and then you swipe down to drop. You're hurting and my soul. And if you soul. tap the screen, it turns the piece. Do you want me to bring up Halo you Five again? Turn, you can't turn it in both directions. But who does that in Tetris anyway, right? <laughs> Uh, so I had this Nokia phone. This was uh, the, I believe it was maybe my freshman year of high school. And then it was the Razor, like everyone else, had to fit in. Mine was red. I never got that chocolate or that Matrix phone. After that, which, oh, no, after this is actually the subject at hand, which we'll, we'll get into in a second. Uh, the dark middle chapter of my life with cell phones, if you will. Then I upgraded to one of the later T-Mobile sidekicks because they released a few different versions mm-hmm. of it, uh, which I absolutely yeah. loved. Uh, then I, I broke it when it flew off the dashboard of my open top Jeep. And then... Um, there was a blue Sony Ericsson semi-smartphone. This was while everyone else was busy enjoying the future with apps. Yeah, can I do my impression of you from that era? Why would I need a smartphone? Why do I need the internet when I'm on my phone? That was you. You said that at one point. You know, also, I do recall a time <laughs> where I was, I, was, I was in your Jeep with you, and you drove it into the duff fields, uh, up onto the curb, <laughs> and into their field, into the dirt. It, it was a Jeep. They can handle it just fine. Oh, no, I had a good time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not complaining. I just, it was a memory I have. Yeah, like, if you, if, if you get a Wrangler, you, you beat it to shit. That's, right, that's, that's, that's what Jeep you're supposed cast. to do. <laughs> 
Not yet. Oh, uh, so then finally, you and your roommate can just do a Jeep cast and talk about how much well, you like we are. Not, talk about having, not having roofs on your cars or whatever. Jeep people. Like. Every time that magazine gets delivered to my house, he's like, the new wenches are here. <laughs> Just starts reading it, and Ada's like, my other roommate, she's like, we need some new reading material on this table. Like, <laughs> the other day, I went, over your, I went over your house, and you're just like, all right, it's reading time, and you just had a stack of old Time magazines. <laughs> like one lonely entertainment weekly. Chelsea walks by the room and looks at your, your roommate, Nick, the, the guy who has the Jeep magazines. And um, they just she goes, what are you reading? He goes, I'm reading an article called The Plight of the Modern Karen. <laughs> and then and then there's another five minutes of silence he goes man these Karens get up to some weird shit huh oh just everything about snail mail is such a nightmare uh-huh. um but then uh finally in uh 2012 i got my first iphone it had to be a the three or four from a good buddy of mine that I worked with at Guitar Center. It was Center. the four. It was the four? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Love you, Rod. Uh, uh, thank you for that. And then um, the rest is kind of boring, I guess. Stayed in the Apple family like you did, Austin. Now all phones are exactly the same, minus some folding screens uh, now and then, despite the endless pointless That's brand war. That's not true. Your phone is an iPhone. What kind do you have? Now? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The 10, right? Yeah, I have the 10S, so not to brag, <laughs> but better <laughs> all right so <Yeah>. now uh <laughs> second question back on the tetris episode we talked a little bit about oh, the original go game boy and game boy color who here gamed on an advancer sp prior to then moving uh, on to the nintendo ds and psp you want to go through handheld history yeah were there any others mixed in there like the sega stuff do you I have never, a game.com i never had i never <laughs> had an atari Lynx. always wanted one Okay. Um, but I had a Game Boy, a Game Boy Pocket, a Game Boy Color, yeah. a Game Boy Advance from Japan. Ooh. I bought it early. Wait, those weren't region encoded? Like the nope. oh. It was pink and see-through. It was cool. awesome. Well, yeah. Then I got a Game Boy Advance SP. Then that broke. I got another Game Boy Advance SP. Wow, then you I broke got an Game... SP? Those are built tough. I know. Then I got a Game Boy Micro. Yeah. And then I got the DS, the original DS, and then the DS Lite, and then the DSi, and then someone stole that. So then I bought the 3DS. <laughs> And then I bought the 3DS XL, and then I bought the new 3DS XL, then I bought the new 3DS. I've already lost count of... And also, rewind back, I owned four PSPs, two Vitas, Was this the Uh 2000-3000? Yeah. And and a PSP Go. Yeah. You had a PSP Go? Yeah, at one point. Okay. I sold it to some some idiot. I have your old Vita. Yeah. We have (laughs) one of my Vitas. I have two. Um... (laughs) And then Who I also, bought two of those? I also had a Game Gear. Oh, yeah. you know, the, um, the one that ate six AAA batteries, wow. right? Yeah. No wow. wonder you didn't have a sidekick. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have any fucking... I didn't need one. <laughs> I was just strolling around with a Vita in one pocket, a Vita in another pocket, a PSP in a third pocket, I mean, the market a Motorola at, Crazer in the fourth pocket. At that point, pretty much pushed everything else out that weren't the DS or PSP, right? But, Chris, what made it your way in the 2000s? Do you play a lot of DS? There's a movie from the 80s called I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker, and there's a scene where the guy the guy is, like, equipping all these guns. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He's just, like, loading himself with guns, and then he falls down the steps. It's a good bit. But that's just, like, how I pictured you with all these handheld systems. Yep. Like, DS and a tactical vest, PSP. It's got everything. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Uh, I had a Game Boy, beautiful gray hunkin' brick of a fucking Game Boy. I remember that. Hell yeah. I had a purple Game Boy color, I think. Yeah, like atomic, clear, atomic, yeah, purple atomic purple. Yeah, atomic purple. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't tell you. I don't remember. You know, like he said it was see through. through one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. atomic purple. That's yeah. what I have upstairs. Yes. I still have my Game Boy yeah. color. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I don't know what, I couldn't tell you what order. I did have a PSP I got from a friend. Cool. I remember having a little bit of fun with that. I never had a Vita, never had, I think it was a, a first gen PSP too, because I remember it was a mine, long time Yeah, ago. mine also was, I think. Or no, um, I might have had, I had the a Slim. S- I think I had the Slim. I had an old uh, first generation 3DS, and then I got a 3DS years later and then sold it. It's a funny story. Actually, this is a fucked up thing. I, <laughs> I worked at GameStop, and one of the employees there was like, oh, I'm going to sell my 3DS to the store. And I was like, oh, don't do that. Like, you ain't going to get shit for it. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll buy it off you. I, I want to play it. And he's like, okay. So he's like, well, how much was I going to get here? I typed in the system, and he's like, it's like 65 bucks or whatever. I was like, all right, I'll give you $66. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I, were, literally, I thought you were going to at least no. say 70 That's <laughs> No, I paid him literally $1 more than did you, did you get it? Did you get it at the counter? Because I remember one What's time... What do you mean? I did that where I went to GameStop, and I had this game, and it was like a rarer game, and I didn't know. And the guy at GameStop was like, holy shit, you have this game? And he took... Oh, now I want to know what it was. He looked into the... It was, um... Fuck. I don't remember. Stubbs the Zombie. No. Damn. It was something for GameCube. Oh, they're all rare, so yeah. it could have been anything. <laughs> but um, but I went to trade it in, and he was like, you have this game? He was like, yeah, and he typed it into the system. It wasn't in it? Or? And it was like, I think on, Call manager. on eBay, that game was like $60, yeah. and GameStop was going to give me 20 And he was like, I'll cut the difference and give you 40 <laughs> right, right now. And I was like, okay, cool, totally. Sure. And he goes, all right, meet me outside. <laughs> I gotta take my break. <laughs> was there a coke bag inside of the box? It was like a. Yeah, it was like a. Dr- they'll find yeah, you, they'll find they you will, on the spot yeah. for doing no, you're that. No, right. Guitar Center is similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, transactions would go down. I did that. I bought. Oh yeah, no. Fuck. Fucking fuck GameStop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, this was a, this was another employee. We did hey. it right on the right on the spot. Whoa! But uh, <laughs> don't say fuck GameStop. Where am I gonna get my pop finals? <laughs> Anywhere else? Hot topic. That lunch. Wait, what's the box lunch? Are they still around? Who cares? I don't know. Isn't the mall dying? <laughs> the mall's been dying. It's, yeah. it's on life support. But nobody had a 2DS? No, uh, well, I'm getting to that. I just bought a brand new, the new 2DSs. Or maybe it's not a 2DS. It flip, it, it folds. Oh, closed. yeah. No, that's the new 2DS. Those are actually okay, so, great. Yeah. It so gets rid one. of all the bullshit features you don't actually need or want. Yeah, <laughs> I just bought one mid to late last year. It felt pretty shitty quality at first, but it's actually pretty mm. good. Like it's it's definitely stood up the test of time. It's got to be better so. than the hinges on the first 3DS. That was, mine broke. Yeah, mine too. No, mine got loose, and then I tried traded it. Too much, it playing happened. too much Steel Diver. <laughs> All right, so this might shock y'all, but post the Game Boy Color, I actually did not own an original Advance uh, at launch. I borrowed a friend's. Oh, I had one of those too, yeah. I'm done. I'm I'm done. (laughs) It wasn't until the SP came out that I really dove into that space. If we haven't brought it up here before, which I'm sure we have, the SP fucking ruled. Backlit screen, chargeable battery that lasted forever. The clamshell design that could fit anywhere. I don't remember it being too expensive either. Uh, In fact... It was no PSP. 
I had a okay, silver actually, one. Okay, actually, the so price cool. of this is actually going to come up in our story, which is, is wild. Of course, there wasn't much to come back to when the uh, the DS released, since it, you could play advanced games. I did have one of those at launch. PSP took me a little later due to the price, but I liked them both very dearly. So the N-Gage, stylized as N-Gage, spelled without the U. You know, so hip. It began its journey in the idea phase uh, internally at Nokia around the year 2000 with R&D teams wanting to seize the concept of combining those pesky video game devices with those pesky cellular devices, thus uniting the two worlds, finally freeing your needs of having to fumble around with more than one portable electronic forever. Or so they thought anyway. It was initially codenamed Starship, and just like the band of the same name, it was... uh, Preparing itself to be a smash, (laughs) which as funny as that sounds, wasn't actually the most unrealistic pitch for success. I don't know if you guys remember, but Nokia was fucking huge in this era. Like pretty much since the, and get this name, the City Man 900 was released in 1987. That's my favorite early 90s uh, metal band. (laughs) That they became instantly respectable in that market. That's the precursor to Power Man 5000. That was a joke. It may have weighed uh, almost two pounds, but it was still revolutionary in getting us to where we are today. By the time of where our story really starts, they had already sold over a hundred million cell phones across the entire, like, uh, across their product line. Isn't it wild how dead both them and Motorola are? (laughs) Yeah, we'll get there. So people did have a reason to listen. Now, I know that isn't really related to video games, but hey, Sony and Microsoft entering the space came off pretty crazy at first, too. Plus, they only, uh, get richer and more powerful with the launch of the models at the turn of the century, which we talked about. I think it was the 3310, that's the classic brick phone that me and you mentioned before, Austin. What a creative name. Yeah. The mobile phone industry was practically theirs, really. Nothing with handheld games, though, of course. That was all Nintendo, who stomped any competition that dared to threaten them. Maybe their version of uh, Snake made them cocky. Who knows? But uh, still. It was a a good version of Snake. It was. uh, And they wanted a piece of that pie. So with the Starship Initiative, they truly start their plan to invade it. The Game Boy Advance was making money over fist in 2001 even at its launch. So it's safe to say that they were probably seeing green. That's when they hire up, fund the division, and get rolling on the list of features their new fighter in the ring is in going to have. Um, unfortunately, there isn't exactly much information about the development itself, but some later reports have said it was fairly standard, quick. Though in, They're Finnish. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so probably like a lot of free health care and... <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Say one more thing about (laughs) eating a lot of licorice and but in uh playing hockey (laughs) gotcha so in this in in this field you uh you kind of have to be fast right and uh and honestly it wasn't totally half-assed or anything so i love i love the scandinavian countries big fan (laughs) yeah you fit right in there shout out to all you sweden iceland (laughs) finland denmark love you guys nice and cool got great pop music Mm -hmm. they had uh what pot music pop oh you just I hear what you want to hear. Pot music, you, though. Yeah, you, 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 uh. Yes, I want to hear about <laughs> weed, please. So they had people on staff reaching out to major game publishers for deals. They had other folks often in keeping in touch with retailers about the future stocking as well. So by November 2002, they were already prepared for that 
big reveal, holding an official press conference in both Sydney, Australia and London just for the announcement. And wanting to avoid the association with something as adult as cell phones, they bizarrely framed their new hybrid device as, quote, mobile game deck. That's what it was. It was a mobile game deck. Not a cell phone, not a, a, a video game console. Mm-hmm. It's a deck. That's cool. Like that's like that's like some cyberpunk hacker shit. <laughs> that is. So, that's what they call the things that they use to hack in cyberpunk decks. <laughs> I want a deck, dude. Uh, so you would hold it horizontally for most functions. Get this. It sported a 2.1 inch TFT or thin film transistor display in the middle, outputting a resolution of 176 by 208 with an aspect ratio of uh, 11, 13. <laughs> there were D-pad, Weird. yeah. There were D-pad light controls on the left, with the number pad being on the right. Specific keys would protrude out a little more to mimic the A and B buttons that so many people were, uh, you know, already familiar with. Mm-hmm. It also had Bluetooth, which you could use for multiplayer stuff. Same with its built-in internet via their own arena service. It included MP3 and video playback, as well as other PDA-style features like GPS and FM radio. Whoa! FM radio? Yeah. And you could check your email and whatnot. Yeah. The insides were essentially a Series 60 smartphone. Hold on, I gotta pause Red Faction so I can pull up this (laughs) spreadsheet from work. (laughs) Operating on a Symbian OS 6.1. The only thing it didn't have in family with the other Nokia phones back then was an integrated camera. Also no snake. And no snake. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That's where it failed. That's what killed them. Otherwise, it was compatible with all other uh, Java applications, and its main CPU chip was the ARM 4T, running at 104 uh, megahertz. Watch out, everybody. It was then said to hit stores on October 7th, 2003, and be set at a retail price of $299, which would be closer to about $420 now. Hell yeah. <laughs> Speaking of pot music. <laughs> now this was steep. <laughs> now this was a little steep uh, for sure compared to their inspiration. For reference, the GBA released for fucking $99.99. Fucking crazy. Yeah, but that's still, insane. Yeah, it, they had some big names with them too to convince potential buyers of its mm-hmm. worth. Sega, Activision, THQ... Ubisoft, they were all on board. And this was outside even their own like in-house stuff. Like the the launch lineup they prepared wasn't that bad as far as recognition goes. There was a Sonic, a Tomb Raider, a Rayman, a Monkey Ball, a Tony Hawk, a Ghost Recon, and a Splinter Cell, a Red Faction. Over 10 titles you off know, the bat. You know what console had a great Splinter Cell game? Game Boy Advance. You ever play that? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know if I did. It's dope. It's Those 2D. isometric Tony Hawks are pretty good, though. That's true. <laughs> uh, Vicarious Visions. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had 10 games and then 10 more coming before that Christmas. The games themselves having an MSRP between $30 and $40. Standard for games. Kind of unheard of for mainstream cell phone owners. Not to mention these... Uh, titles themselves were supposedly kind of expensive to develop for compared to other systems, although Nokia did offer a higher profit cut of the sales to entice those companies over to work with them. It's pretty cool. Regardless, early reports from the press were relatively positive, (laughs) but they needed to give those outlets a chance to get their hands on it so they could really see it for themselves. So prior to that October date, they decided to throw some more promotions, build that hype. That meant it was time for a more public unveiling that February of 03, where enthusiasts could actually see the final product in question. And then more importantly, 
a pre-E3 show in May of that upcoming summer. And oh man, all right, was this a thing? They went all out. All out in the most early 2000s extreme way possible. Um, how few clothing was on the women there? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there, there was, I'm sure there were booth babes galore. Uh-huh. And frankly, all of this was pretty embarrassing, even for then. The ceremony... Did they, did they do the... Did they have like lions in cages like the Microsoft did <laughs> you know, one time? No, that that's... <laughs> That that was the right move. It's like ancient was, Rome, but like an alien spaceship crashed into it. It's like, how much coke are you on? And that costs like millions of dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the ceremony opened up with a dance troupe before then launching into a rap about the joys of the N-Gage. Of course. I only wish there was footage out there. I, I, I tried. I uh. did everything I could to find it. Uh, but apparently it was unintentionally very hilarious. (laughs) Then, uh, Austin, I think you'll like this. John Romero of Doom fame nervously took the stage to premiere their report of Red Faction. Mind you, this was his first major appearance since the Daikatana debacle. It supposedly came off as mostly kind of awkward and like unenthusiastic, but most damaging of all was the appearance of the footage demo after demo with frame rates for each title being in the single digits which technically made almost every game look unplayable especially when you look unplayable because that's unplayable yeah especially when you think of examples like you know tony hawk or super monkey ball like there's a kinetic kind of like rhythm to those games. There's like a speed that they mm-hmm. sort of have to be at minimal. That's not true. Monkey the- Ball and Tony Hawk are not precise at all. <laughs> uh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they proved that they had the hardware features here, but they couldn't show that they had the software to back it up. Word began to spread around of this news, making the lead up to launch day super precarious. I mean, it could technically do things your precious Game Boy couldn't do, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, like uh, email. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, they toughed it out, and come October, the supply was ready to go. I just imagine the marketing pitch. It's just like, or like a like an infomercial. It's just a guy sitting on his ga- couch with his Game Boy. He just looks over at the computer that's like ten feet away, <laughs> and it gets a you've got mail, and he just goes. <laughs> it gets up. Tries to wheel the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Nokia can do what Nintendo uh, can't. I forget. That's right. You got it right. <laughs> First try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say that uh, Nokia did do the smart tactic of having the N-Gage dual release in both gaming stores like EB and Funko Land and cell phone stores, as well as the bigger electronic outlets such as Best Buy. T-Mobile, uh, I believe, was their uh, provider. Who is incidentally also my provider now. Your service sucks, but your prices are good. So real quick, does anybody remember this? Because like my memory of this whole thing was a little hazy and uh, I kind of acquired mine later. So like... Do you mean this specific event or just the launch of the end? No, like just the, the, the yes, launch. I wanted one very badly. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, I remember... Because I think a lot of that, the E3 presentation got drowned out in a sea of other news. It did. I don't but... remember the E3 presentation specifically, but I do yeah. remember the launch of the N-Gage. Okay. And I remember being like, it's a phone 
and a Game Boy. Hell yeah. And I can play Tony Hawk on it. <laughs> exactly. You gotta be shitting me. I fell for the same And then trap. I remember reading reviews of it and they were like, it looks like a taco and you gotta hold it sideways. And, and um, Yeah. Which we'll get into that. And then I was like, ooh, that sounds awful. Now I really want it. <laughs> That's then, why I think I got it later. Yeah. I was like, well, now I need to know. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Did any, like, no, I remember no. see, you see any commercials on TV this for is this? This the second time I've thought about this thing my entire life. <laughs> that I specifically remember uh, the the hubbub when the, uh, you're gonna you're probably gonna get into it, but yeah. the way you change games. Yes, don't worry, I will get into that. I'm not gonna spoil it. It's the it, most now, insane did mention, shit. Did you mention how they revealed the price at 2003 E3? No, did you find something? Okay, so end quote. <laughs> and the capper was the price reveal, where Nokia trotted out a girl in a bikini who revealed the price <laughs> printed on her stomach. Oh my and god! Oh yes, I what? do remember and that. A pic- and there's a picture. Oh, that's it. going it's, in the thumbnail. Tough. Holy shit! Is, is that like the, the GTA Four? No, tattoo it's not going or? in the thumbnail. This is there's been enough shame. All right, and all she's right. like a skate. She's like holding like a skateboard. Like. <laughs> that, that poor woman. All right, we'll, we'll save her. The, what if, the, uh, what if a, there's going to be tacos all over the what if, what the if hypothetically that, I include that in the f- thumbnail okay but change the price to our logo on her stomach <laughs> and then change her head to an engage <laughs> yeah but, but it has a taco in, in the inside you want me to photoshop a taco hat on her yeah yeah <laughs> Perfect. I feel like that's more shameful. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little I bit. I hate this idea. <laughs> All right. I'll make a boring old thumbnail. <laughs> so, but, no, you never let me get sexy with my thumbnails. Not even we for the guy bo- game. Yeah, well, the, the guy game one I specifically censored because it made me uncomfortable to look at the box art for yeah. that game. And you had to look at it way more than either of us did. I did for a while, a couple hours. <laughs> so moving- Except for Randy, who looks at his own personal copy. <laughs> I don't know every evening. <laughs> It's so weird because he has a, he has a giant boxes and stuff of all his games, and there's just one slot of game missing. And I always go, "What? It looks like there should be a game there." And he goes, "What are you talking Where about?" And then he, sh- he locks the door. I mean, incidentally, we were playing uh, BMX Triple X not even 24 hours ago. Yeah, and you sat there and unlocked all the stripper videos with the cheat. I t- and then watch them all one by one. So don't sit there and act like you wouldn't own the guy game for a bit. That was, well. <laughs> I had to entertain a room full of people. It was the only way I could just, think if of. If you want to entertain a room full of people with scantily clad women, just Google image or some shit. I don't know. Listen, my roommates are a tough audience. <laughs> yeah, clearly. It goes back to our story earlier where they were reading Time magazine for like an hour. Real tough audience. They are degenerate. They are all degenerate. So this, this, this all scans. I love them. Uh, so moving on to initial sales numbers. I'm not even going to play a game like a quiz game with you guys this time. Ten million. <laughs> yeah. Twenty million. Is it too low? Thirty million. In its in its first couple weeks of availability, it was outsold by the Game Boy Advance hundred to one. With Nokia mm. falsely claiming 400,000 units were bought. This quickly was then disputed when ChartTrack and Arcadia, two market research firms, stated the real sales to be somewhere in the vicinity of only 5,000 in the US and 800 in the UK. <laughs> 
Nokia would later admit the report was indeed decks that were sold to stores, not actual customers. So yeah, um, this tanked it. Uh, within just 17 days of release, many retailers would then begin offering $100 rebates off the MSRP. To, uh, to put that in perspective, the original iPhone sold 1 million units in its first two months. Ooh. So. Yep. So uh, at this point, GameStop and EB were already looking to do anything to get those engages moving. <laughs> and the reviews, they weren't much better. Some of the games were okay, but constantly held back by the design of the device itself. Nothing ran well, not just in-game, but the entire UI was sluggish and unresponsive. The placement and feel of buttons didn't lend themselves well to controls for gaming, nor did the vertically-oriented screen. It's use as Everything a- you said... Just describes every cell phone. <laughs> Wait, oh, what? No, cell phones don't have buttons no more. Checkmate. Well, yeah, the placement <laughs> of the no buttons does not work for gaming. I, I, I agree. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, so there's but people that play fucking fo- PUBG on that Especially shit. cell phones of that era. Yeah. Every game except for Rainbow Six 3 for the Motorola Razr. <laughs> that's the one. That was game of the year in 2002. <laughs> What else came out in 2002? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. I feel like an idiot. Eternal Darkness, that Resident Evil remake. God. My knowledge is uh, apparently only survival horror games. I was going to say, you got any other Randy bombs to drop on us? (laughs) So its use as a telephone also led to mass mockery with the entire online community dubbing it as the, like I mentioned before, the taco phone. Oh, a um, few small titles okay. in 2002. Elder Scrolls Three: Morrowind, Battlefield 1942, mm-hmm. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, Super Mario Sunshine, Metroid Prime, Metroid SOCOM Prime. US Navy SEALs, Ratchet & Clank, and Sly Cooper. So anything but indie shit? Or? Oh, so name one good game. Okay. <laughs> I did. Rainbow Six Three. <laughs> For the Razor. For the Razor. Actually, I don't think that was... Hold on. I'm going to look up the, the Razor version. You keep talking. All right. But. So the Taco Phone. Coin this term... Due to its choice decision for the user to have to uncomfortably turn the unit on its side to function for calls, making anyone using it as, like, (sighs) what? What did you find? There's a Rainbow Six Siege player whose name is Razor. Oh, you're fucked now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so basically anyone using this actually as a cell phone would look insanely foolish, myself included. What, no burn, Austin? Sorry, I'm looking up. You can look up Rainbow Six mobile ports later. <laughs> That's just going to be the thumbnail. Did you want me to put bikini women in it? So it's just going to be a picture of the greatest game that the 2000s had to offer. <laughs> We're talking about the, the, the taco thing. Yeah, you it's talk great. on the side of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was super comfortable and ergonomic. <laughs> Um, I don't have any. Burn- Sounded great. Listen, I already played by hand. I can't make fun of you anymore because I just admitted how much I wanted a fucking end gauge. <laughs> I knew that right. you had to talk into it like a taco. I didn't know I that. I knew everything. Wait, did you say the thing about changing games? No, yet? I'm about to okay, get to that. Yeah. Okay, I knew that. I knew that the game ran at 10 frames per second. I didn't care. <laughs> Care at all. All right. Well, not even the the taco meme would uh, become its worst attribute, as as Austin's been leading to. Was it because they tainted the first red faction? No. Was oh, it the people the, who made red faction tainted the first red faction? You know that's not even true. Volition has never made a good. They're, they're wonderful individuals. <laughs> Long live Saints. The best Row. red faction is Armageddon. <laughs> 
They made the Punisher game, I'll have you know. They did. Yeah. There's one. That that Punisher game was fun. Right? That mm-hmm. one, yeah. Uh, Except they, they had to they had to use a black and white filter on some of the gory stuff <laughs> to uh to edit yeah, it, I edit did the rating that. down there. So is it the fact that it didn't come with a provider contract? I mean that certainly didn't help. Or was it that whenever you wanted to change out a game cartridge or memory card, you had to remove the battery, thus rebooting the piece of shit to its mostly factory fucking settings every time (laughs) in order to swap out Tomb Raider for Tony Hawk, you'd then have to adjust the the clock again. Like, (laughs) it's insane. Like, yeah, you want to take you want to take a break from video and listen to the same Wait, twenty songs hold, on your tiny SD card hold on. since was no onboard storage past three point four megabytes. What language did you want the menus to be in this time? Hold on, <laughs> you expecting them to fit in this small <laughs> miracle? A video game console, a cell phone, an email machine, <laughs> and a watch battery to keep track of the time. You forgot when- an FM radio and an FM radio. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going to put the watch battery to keep track of the time when you take the battery out? Anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, and a better phone. Yeah. <laughs> but this this shit, oh my, it, it was a total mess to navigate. You had to pop off the, the back plate, drop out the battery, and then there was your cartridge, like, underneath it. You had, And it was, like, those cartridges are smaller than, than Switch cartridges, so it's like, it, it, it was not easy. You'd have to, like, take your fucking, like, pinky and, like, push it out where the metal cleats were. Like, ugh. Just a nightmare. Needless to say, I wasn't the only one pissed. A sizable portion of the N-Gages sold were soon being resold back to stores or tossed up online, marked down. By February of 04, four months later, CEO Jorma Alilia would comment on the lack of impact, stating the company had to base its overall judgment on whether or not the device was truly a loss until 2005. So did they just tap out? Call it a day and move on? Of course not. Two months after this in April, they would announce another smaller model, a new iteration called the N-Gage QD. And it would be out that May for a lower price. Second time's the charm. And uh, sick of being made fun of, they revised the physical design of the whole thing to eliminate the taco mode for calls. They also corrected the cartridge problem by adding a slot on the bottom. Who would have thought? They also offered a plan this time, too, with the fine folks at Singular. I remember them. The mold itself was now more comfortable to hold. However, these revisions would still come at the removal of many key features. MP3s, gone. Video playback, nope. FM radio and USB connectivity were removed as well. Even the frequency bands for calls got a reduction. Luckily, Bluetooth and internet were still intact, but otherwise it was essentially the same handheld, minus, you know, running on slightly better hardware. Oh, and the sound was also in mono now, rather than the original stereo. Who needs stereo, you know? (laughs) So there you uh, have it. Move the earpiece, make the D-pad less mushy, and trim out the fat of selling points. And, uh... Also, I guess, make it in some different colors, I guess, which these were pretty ugly. I don't know if you saw them. There's like an orange one. Oh, um, I know what the Engage QD looks like. Okay. <laughs> you don't got to tell me. So uh, instant hit, right? Eh. It did review higher than the initial one, but it still wasn't exactly bringing tons of new people in. 
the game releases began to spread out more as well, making the future ahead for it look, I don't know, kind of dicey. You can buy one on Amazon right now for $1,900. Who's that asshole? I just want to message them and like, ugh. Although, by this point, they did get a Call of Duty along with its own MMORPG that was actually like, you know, like highly rated, like more than you would think. Then... By November of 2004, something else would happen to uh, quicken its downfall even faster than its race to the grave already. The Nintendo DS would come out. But then again, this wasn't a huge deal. Yeah, right? Uh, It it only sold like 154 million units. Who cares? It didn't even have a phone in it. (laughs) I'm just going to say this. Hot take. You can't talk about how ugly the N-Gage is without also talking about how ugly the original DS is. Sure. It was the ugliest piece of hardware yeah. Nintendo has ever made. I don't know about the ugliest, but it's up there. Right. I mean, the Virtual Boy. No, that we, thing we looks recently dope. recently talked about, but that thing's awesome. Yeah. It's like a fucking total recall. After prop. Chris did that episode, I've, I've fully come around on it. Yeah. I think it's great, wanna, and I want to go one. have these on one? Yes. Okay. I need more headaches in my life. Yeah. How about you? I have. I'm used to them. <laughs> I have them frequently, if not constantly. So, and what's it going to do? Make my eyesight and my head worse? <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on them. I can't see anything. <laughs> Meanwhile, the second nail in the coffin for the little taco that could, named the PlayStation Portable, was also set to hit the market. Yeah, damn right. That's the final nail in the coffin. You ever play Twisted Metal Head on? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing, though, is that like the PSP had the multimedia feature set and branding to go after the audience that executives at Nokia like desperately wanted. You know. Well, I'm going to say this now. I'm curious if you're going to bring this thing full circle. Because if you don't, I will. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm getting Keep close going. to our end here. It really started to seem like things were over for the N-Gage. One year later, in November of 05, company Nokia would officially admit that the venture was a failure. Far missing financial expectations or name reception. The product was then discontinued from Western markets with European and Asian markets following suit a bit later. Although it never actually came out in Japan, oddly enough, despite their growing interest in that sort of product. Its last game was a version of Civilization, bringing its total library to 58 titles. By 2007, it was eventually said that about 3 million Nokia N-Gages were purchased worldwide. I would say that one of them was me, except I got it used. (laughs) In 2008, the service was repurposed as a multi-device platform for games in an attempt to chase Xbox Live and PlayStation Network, although only a year later, a now-struggling Nokia would then consolidate all its online components into the OV suit, which then died shortly after that. The actual N-Gage name was soon retired, and its push into the gaming space fully came to a close. All while the once massive Finnish conglomerate behind it would move on to battle legal issues with Apple and evade Indian taxes before having their mobile division sold off to Microsoft in 2013, who of course would then fuck it up with phones too, prior to Samsung rising up even higher to eat their lunches. But yeah, that's the the life and death of the Nokia N-Gage. I mean, the, uh, the battery life was good as long as you were just playing a game and not using the phone part. The concept, though, was inarguably influential now that the smartphones in front of us have our entire lives on them. If only they capitalized on it correctly, then we could all be contacting each other on our City Man 1000s right now or whatever. Although, uh, you know, hey, we'll, uh, at least we'll, we'll always have the side-talking meme 
thanks to the Engage. Phone. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Everybody kept posting pictures of themselves holding like big devices and electronics just turned sideways yeah. on their <laughs> on their their heads against their ears. It was a good. It was a good time for. All right. So what <laughs> I meant subcultures back then. What I meant with bringing it full circle was you didn't bring up the Xperia Play. Oh, Xperia Play. Okay, so the Xperia Play was an Android phone that slid up in a similar way to the LG Chocolate. Like the sc- the screen slid sideways. Yeah. Did it flip? And it under- <laughs> like no, it slid. Okay. Up, and under it was the controls from the PSP Go. Oh so shit! Was, a, was that a joint partnership of some kind, or because uh, it actually had the 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 triangle? No, it's made by Sony Ericsson. Oh, okay, that yeah. makes sense. I do, I do remember that. Yeah, and that thing also failed spectacularly. And I, I wanted one of those too. Uh huh. <laughs> so fun story. I went on eBay. Okay. And I was three seconds away from being the winning bid on an Engage QD. Ooh, wait, how much uh, were you throwing in for for that? Like nothing, like 50 bucks. Because mm. this was right after it failed. Could, this... could you still activate one? Yeah, I had Presumably AT&T. Like ah, all right, all right. <laughs> and I checked into it, and it was going to work. And then I didn't win the bid, and then that's when I got the phone before I got the iPhone. But think the, my think phone, where your life would have been if you won that the auction. The phone before my iPhone could have been an N-Gage. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't even have an iPhone. Maybe I would still yeah, have you an engage. Such a consumer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is that a dig at me? Because I have an iPhone. I have an iPhone too. <laughs> First of all, a we just had an episode where we admitted that Samsung is basically a shadow cabal in Korea, <laughs> and yes. second of all, yeah. Samsung is no better than Apple. <laughs> They're but they both are awful. I, companies. I'd say people for the most part have a bigger boner for the the Google phone. Google sucks too. I know, but what's in it? I have n- I have loyal to nobody. If I could send a pigeon to y'all and it got there on time, I'd rather do that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Same. What's the wait? What's the name of the Google phone? Why can't I think of it? Pixel. Pixel, yeah. yeah. But that's it. Also, that's that's our cell phone my, talk for I used a Microsoft phone once. They were all right. Oh, oh my God, Austin. I have to repeat this joke because it was so funny. I don't know if you came up with it or you read it somewhere, but back when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out in 2013, um, we were talking about how that game had three playable protagonists, each like with their five, own phone. you mean? GTA 5. What did I say? GTA 3. Sorry. I meant that it had three characters, <laughs> yes. but yeah, GTA 5. And you were like, yeah, uh, Mike uses an iPhone, or Michael uses an iPhone because he's rich. Trevor uses an Android because he's, or no, sorry. Uh, let me take that again. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. You said, you said Michael uses an iPhone because he's rich. And then Franklin, Franklin uses an Android because he's poor. And then Trevor uses a Windows phone because he's insane because he's crazy. <laughs> Yep. No, I came up with that. I think other people said similar sentiments, but that's a really good. That was off the top of the dome, the old dome. I love that observation, though. Yeah, (laughs) they were very dedicated to making the interfaces of those phones look just like the. They were. Yeah, their counterparts. It's well done. (laughs) That's sad. Indeed. All right, you want to plug us there? Sure. Yeah. Thanks for listening. This was a shorter, fun one. Yeah, I I love me some uh, some. Failures, some business failures. Yeah. They're, they're always interesting to give a retrospective on and mm-hmm. dive into. If this is somehow your first episode, you liked it. We have uh, like 70 some odd more. Yeah. It's hard to keep track. A lot of console focused episodes too. Yeah. 
Yeah, by now our Virtual Boy one will be out. We did stuff on the the Dreamcast, the Xbox. If you like more failures, the Ooya. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you can find all of those on our website, hotbuttoncast.com. And we also have links on there to all of our feeds, the usuals, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, everything else. Like and, or not like, I keep saying that, like and subscribe. <laughs> Rate and review on iTunes. Like and subscribe. We have a YouTube channel. We also have socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Hot Button Cast. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, if you really liked it, give the rest of our episodes you a listen. Subscribe. And if you if <laughs> tell you, your friends, if you like those, tell your friends. <laughs> Arm yourselves with knowledge. Yeah, and also guillotines for the upcoming revolution. <laughs> We're going to pivot the show. Yeah. yeah, we're going to pivot the show so we're all fucking communists because we haven't been doing this since the beginning. <laughs> all right. Down with the bourgeoisie. <laughs> Let's go get some dinner. Okay. Night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>